in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Good morning, Mary. How's it going? It's going. It's going. You did a wedding yesterday, right? I did do a wedding yesterday. I got in late last night and now here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yes. It's Sunday. We're recording on a Sunday. Yes. Yes. Football. Yeah. Football, which is, you know, I don't know to some of you that maybe just make like nails on a chalkboard, but we do it all in fun around here for the most part, as long as the Chiefs win. (laughs) Facts. Facts. Yes. Facts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess the whole world knows about Travis Kelsey now. I know. I know. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, finally. Like we know him, but <laughs> I know, I know. But I guess Taylor Swift is more important than oh, us. Right, right, right. Maybe just a little bit. It's so funny because you just think Travis Kelsey is like, I mean, a millionaire who is the tight end for the Chiefs. Like he's so popular, but. In the scheme of things, he's nothing compared to Taylor Swift. <laughs> compared to her. And so now exactly. that, yeah, he's, now that people are recognizing who he is, he's gaining an obscene amount of followers. And it's like, oh, I thought he was already popular. And he's like, no, I was nothing <laughs> compared to her. I'm nothing. Yeah. Yes. So it's just no, so funny. I, I know. I want to tell a quick story. I know there's a million stories out there, but I was really struck with this. If you don't know him, of course, we don't know him either we're not having him over for dinner or anything we would but like to Travis <laughs> exactly you're welcome anytime but yeah I I would say it was he has a reputation for kind of being all over the board and his the coach to that team has been really amazing in shaping some of these uh, younger guys' lives and so it's really a, a neat story if you know more about them yeah. but I was gonna say he was really went out on a limb when he was trying to get any information to her that he was interested and but in reflection recently, he said, and I love this quote, man, this quote is so right on for all of us. He said, basically, you're 100% not going to get any of the shots that you don't take. Yeah. 100% of your shots, you'll never have unless you take them. Right. It's such a true thing in right. life. Yep. The idea is that's kind of crazy for us to remember, even in everything that we're doing, is that we talk a lot about integration and facing our fears and facing hard things in this life. I think that's just so true that we just need to remember that it's kind of like a Goliath and David story. He's a little tiny guy, but he he really put himself out there, even though he could be humiliated. He felt like he was in the beginning of this. Yes, I, I love how we just, yes, paralleled David and Goliath and Taylor <laughs> Swift and Travis Kelsey. That makes but me it's so true, happy. Isn't it, right? Yes. It's like I can make, I can make a, I can make a, a analogy out of almost anything, and you are even better at me at it. <laughs> but anyway, so just saying. That. Yes, yes. So last month, the month of September, we focused on 
the body and we called it bringing chaos to order. And we looked at different practical parts of our lives and how even those most basic and practical things about our lives are sacred and they help shape us into becoming the person that we are. So this month, as we start the month of October, we are going to be talking about integrating the soul. Some would call it the mind. We're titling this month, The Power of Acceptance. As we enter into fall, mom, I know you had a lot of things on this topic as we, as we thought about the power of acceptance and entering into fall and why you wanted to choose acceptance for our main topic this month. Yeah, well, as you just reflected on September, we're trying to gather things since we said last week that it's been a half a year. So we're just trying to gather back to some of those things and kind of keep re-saying them, re-speaking them. But one of those things that Mary was just saying, integration, that's part of our journey. Remember, we're talking about our story and then our foundations. This is what we continue to say. We have our story, which is paramount because it's God's story and our story, and both of those are what affect us deeply. And within that, we're also saying there's this second piece, and that's that we rebuild that foundation. Remember all the lovely analogies that Mary gave about the house and the iceberg and all these different things, saying that it's all not worth anything if it's all crumbling in the bottom. But we're, we're saying that basically between the story and the foundations, that this is where we're being transformed. So what is the goal of all of our lives? And we could have a thousand different opinions on that, but God's opinion is that our transformation to become radically changed, that's what the word transformation means. It's just a radical change. Yeah. So that transformation and intimacy with him are his goals for our life now and forevermore. So therefore, what we call the journey, we talk about these two pieces, the story and the foundations, but we say that we take those two and these don't become something that's linear. They're just embedded into everyday life because we've said that God has chosen to make this a relationship. And so we're calling it a journey. This journey day in, day out, day in, day out is forming these pieces. Are we becoming more and more aware of our brokenness, of the broken foundations in our emotions and in all the parts of our lives? We're saying that this journey is where God begins to integrate. Yeah. This is where we begin to be made whole. And going into October, I think, you know, not many people don't love fall. And we certainly do here. Fall, obviously, is that change we're looking for. The idea is that in this season of fall, everything is changing. The colors are changing. The temperature's changing. We're looking forward to something new and different. So, as you said, Mary, we're, we're going to be talking for four weeks about kind of the power and even the beauty of acceptance. But today, we're going to sort of introduce this idea, the idea of acceptance, that that's no small thing. It's actually quite difficult to accept something because we're so resistant to change. We want to make sure we go into this and to be willing to look at parts of your life or parts of who God is and consider to accept that is true. That this is, this is a truth. And, and these are things we're going to give you that aren't our opinions, but these are truisms. As we enter in, we want to begin to prepare you from this very first introduction that you have to be aware that change 
does not come typically without intention and there'll be pushback. So we're just going to talk a few minutes today about some of that resistance, where it comes from and how we can begin to be prepared to go into these topics about God and about ourselves. Yes. And if you live in a place that has any kind of seasons, you know that you grow accustomed to the changing of the seasons and you either look forward to the coming season or you dread it. But either way, it's happening, right? It's coming. It's a season that happens every single year, no matter what, you can't do anything to change it. And yet change is coming. Change is coming, right? It's inevitable. We don't have to love it, but we do have to accept it. Yes, that's so good. I mean, I'm someone, speaking very literally of seasons, who hates winter. I don't enjoy it. I dread it every single year when I look at the trees that have all died and I'm walking to my car from the grocery store and somehow didn't account for the wind chill. And now my face is burning (laughs) off my body, right? And I'm just like cursing winter. And my kids and husband just laugh at me. Oh my gosh, just buy thermal clothes or something. Why do you hate it? And um, I'm like, I would have to buy a ski mask and live under a rock in an insulated cave to not dread winter. Okay. So I think what my husband is saying is just accept it. Just accept that winter comes every year. And I'm saying, Mm. I don't want to accept it. I hate it. I don't like it. And even as I was processing through this idea of acceptance and, and change and how we can accept change and how acceptance is key, like you said, in our transformation in our integration. I think one thing that really comes up automatically is, do I have to condone something or like something or approve of something to accept it? Well, that's a good question. And I think, like you said, that that could fall on any scale. No, you absolutely don't have to like something as if there's something we really dread or hate and we cannot change. It's out of our power to change then the idea is that we can change even our expectations and how we can be prepared for that thing. But that's a good question because that's true. Well, yeah. Something I read was acceptance simply means that we operate in congruence with reality. Mm, That's so good. We accept reality as it is, as the first step toward understanding what to do next. And as I was even thinking about that and and the silly example of winter, it's like, oh, I hate winter. But again, it's that accepting what is reality, accepting the change of reality. That's all it means. It doesn't mean we have to say, yes, I love this situation. I love this circumstance. I love what's going on. But denying it is the lack of acceptance and the lack of being congruent with our current reality, in which case we can't really move forward if we're not fully accepting the situation. Absolutely. So therefore we're stuck. Yep. And just because you dislike this thing or it's dreadful in different ways, it's not going to, in many cases, in many cases, it's not going to change that reality that you're saying. If we even begin to let this settle in our brain, we can begin to go forward in all kinds of situations with a different mindset that how can I then live within the construct of this is reality. It's my reality around me that I'm wanting to either block out or deny or say is not fair. But for us going into October, the examples that we're going to give are definitely going to take a little more work for us 
than adding those coats and mittens and hats. But we're going to be talking about some hard belief systems and hard things about who God is and how those affect our relationships with people and affect our own hearts. It's going to take a little more intentionality for sure with our emotions and our mind to really be able to look at things to say that's hard for me to accept about who God is. Some of them may be lovely, maybe all of them are lovely, but I'm, I'm just saying that for some of you, they may be hard, and for some of you, they may be more relatively new. I didn't really know or understand that about God. So what we're really saying today is that change is hard. We want to acknowledge that. If it weren't hard, we would all be doing every single thing we put on our vision board, meaning I want to change in this area, I want to change in that area, and isn't this what we right. do coming in the new year just a few months away? We're suggesting that starting in October that you'd begin to look forward and that you would begin to sit on some of these things, gather some of the notes you've taken from the podcast and from a million other books you may be reading. But how are we going to get those things, those good ideas, those very helpful things? And again, let's begin to really put some of these things in a manageable way that we know that we can actually do concrete things even through baby steps to begin to implement these thoughts, these beliefs, because then there'll be outward changes as we're beginning to believe something differently about ourselves and about God. There's a word in business. It's this idea of a change agent. Something or someone can come in and bring about change, let's say, in a business or an organization. They're hired to do this. The companies have these kind of people that that's been happening now for a while. They come in with maybe a new idea or somebody's going to come in and they're going to bring radical transformation to an organization because they're going to take an old model and they're going to take that model and they're going to infuse new ideas that can make it be radically different. So as we talk about that idea, or if you're familiar with that idea of what happens in companies and organizations and churches, I just want to appeal to all of us today that are listening. And I thought to myself when I was thinking about this, Pamela, are you realizing that this is true of yourself? But the idea is that I said this to all of you about the area of time, but regarding change, you are the change agent in your life. There's no one. Now, some of you could say, well, that's not true. God is the change agent, but of course he is the one who brings power, but you are the one that he has empowered to make choices. Whether it's your time we were talking about, but now we're talking about he has empowered you by his Holy Spirit to accept his invitation to transformation and intimacy. You can just say no. You can continue to say no. You can shut your door, so to speak, to that invitation. But saying yes to his invitation, paramount. It is where this change starts in a way that you're willing to look at hard things have hard listening sessions with him and hard conversations with him. The beautiful news, the hope here is that you're the one he's given that empowerment to for your own life. Yeah, it's interesting how I think on a broader scale, I think, oh, I love change. I love to change. I I said that actually the other day to my husband. I was like, oh, I love like changing things up and change. He's like, what are you talking about? You, he's like, (laughs) yeah, okay. If the change is super fun and positive, hey, let's go 
live in Montana and live with all of your family in a commune, right? He's like, yeah, you might be up for that change. And I always saw myself as somebody who just loved change. But in reality, that's so true. It's like, we like the change that feels super comfortable, that feels super safe. But the second it gets outside of that, the second that it starts to push back on our belief systems and our narratives and our deep, deep core foundations, man, I mean, that's when everything just starts going haywire in our bodies and in our minds. Yes, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. That to me sort of circles around to, again, why aren't we changing? Yeah, yeah. With all that we have access to, why aren't we changing? Because so much is said and done and written about and conferences and everything on every part of social media is talking about all these parts that we want to change about ourselves. And yet there's not only not change happening in these kinds of deep internal ways, but they're digressing rapidly. So the question is, what in the world is making us so resistant to change? And I just want to say to that, that again, kind of tapping back into the physical and the natural and to basically talk about these neural pathways, there's a part of our brain, it's called the amygdala. Okay. And in the amygdala, basically it, it is protecting us from the threat of change. We are hardwired by how our creators made us to protect us from doing stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. Something that's threatening to us in any way, in the smallest of way, as soon as we begin to perceive, oh, no, this is scaring me. I don't think this is fun anymore. I'm starting to feel a little bit of fear. As soon as the threat of that begins to hit us, that fear can overtake us very quickly. The fear goes to, now it's like, oh my gosh, this bear's coming after me. I'm going to pick up this big, big rock or stone or stick, and I'm going to try and hit him with it. I'm going to try to fight because he's like one foot from me. Or we're like, oh no, I can't beat up a bear. Oh my gosh, I'm just going to run. So this fear, fight, or flight kicks in to protect us so that we don't all just get eaten up by bears thousands of years ago right we have this hardwired into us that god made in this part of our brain what happens is that these experiences every single one when your brother jumped out at you when you were two years old from behind a wall with a mask on every one of these experiences is recorded Mm -hmm. in a file inside of your subconscious what happens is is that you now have all those memories that your brain can sort through and say, oh, this looks like that. This one's really bad. We're going to make sure she has a panic attack. Okay. So depending on how much that has affected us, we can actually start having trauma responses where we're fearful of something that there's not in any real or present danger. There is no danger. So that's when those things that are set inside our brain get to be hyper vigilant, right? They're doing everything they can. And the more we avoid looking at some of those things and thinking new thoughts and rewriting our narrative, the more we do that and the older we get, the harder it is for us because we're just fearful of fear at this point. We're more fearful of the fear than we are the original thing. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I would say that this this is one reason why 
we're going to be resistant to change because change for us has to do with even if it's a memory or it isn't a memory, it all begins to connect together that even things that are unknown, like I don't, I don't know that part of the country where you come from. I was told this about this particular part of the country, so I'm just already going to be a little suspicious right. of you, right? So we talk about this is where all these kinds of things happen in our cultures. But in reality, what we're doing is, is that it's making us more and more difficult, as you said, Mary. We accept positive change, but even that we can be a little leery yeah, of our yeah, wedding days. Sure. So many things just begin mm -hmm. to carry all this. Oh, no, yep. is it going to go badly or is it going to go well? Because I know everything goes badly right. in my life. So how can I expect it to go well? All of these things are formed. So what we're really wanting to talk about today is that change is hard. It's going to take a, a level of intentionality to change maybe how we believe or think about something. And many times it's going to start with our thoughts and beliefs about a certain thing. In this case, about ourselves and about God and about fears that we know we could state, I am afraid yeah. of this. Are there things about who God is that could help us bridge that bridge you talked about from one island to another that could begin to bridge our, the parts of us that need to be healed yeah as we begin to think about something differently. And, and those will be, you know, things that can also be having a, a great impact on us because we know that our thoughts really have a lot to do with and our beliefs about where we're at emotionally in terms of stability and peace. I think, let's go back to your good analogy of the winter. If in, in coming up on this next winter, those same things are going to be there because that's now right. your narrative about the winter. One of the things, of course, with acceptance, the most obvious is that we're actually going to make this thing that we're wishing away, we're going to begin to see it as reality. And the more we begin to saturate ourselves in what is true, what is the reality of any given thing or idea, if we accept by faith we don't really need much faith to believe that winter is coming right. because it's in nature and it's a reality. We don't have to really have faith to believe that the honeybees are going to be flying all over the place in my garden in the summer and I'm not fond of bees. I know that another way that I can overcome some of those mindset is by saturation. So there's all kinds of ways. So if I make myself be out in the garden in the middle of the day when the bees are all flying around, I get a little less nervous about being around the bees in my garden because it's a physical reality, right? There's so many ways, but acceptance basically starts with, is this true? Yeah. When we think on what is true, we begin to believe that it's true. And I think sometimes it can feel hard in the beginning, but if we have any inkling of any kind of insight that it is true, that helps us a lot. But for some of us, that might be harder to actually believe something that we can't see in the natural, like the winter. Right. But I think that what we can do is begin to think that it's possible that there could be a different idea about this part of our life, about how we feel about this person, about how we feel in a broader picture that, you know, A is always plus B is always going to equal disaster or chaos or pain or loss we can just begin to even consider that there could be other ways to approach some of these things 
that we have resisted to accept that might be a reality or might be true or both. And I've said before, like flying, the reality is that I had to fly or I wouldn't see family all around the country. So uh, there was a saturation that I had to endure that was very difficult. That's what I chose. And it, and, and obviously crying out to God every second on that plane. But at the end of it all, I amazingly don't dread flying anywhere near what I did. And sometimes it's downright peaceable and I look forward to it, which I, I, I just can't even believe it. And we're going to be talking about things about who God is and what it appears to be his calling and his expectation of us yes. to believe about him. Because if this is true about God and, and he's saying that that's what he's called us to be or to do or to think, we're going to be challenged with that because what are the implications of that, right? Yeah. So this gets a little bit closer to the parts of our fears like so many people I've heard. I just, I can do anything, but I if God called me to Africa, I couldn't do that. But I would say acceptance really also has a lot to do with letting go. It's just this idea of letting go of, of an old thought or an old belief yes. system and not because of the fear of the unknown. It's like if I if I let go of that protection, then I'm completely unprotected. Right. But that comes back to do we believe that God is safe? Yes. And what does safety look yes. like? And what does it not look like? And where have we come up with these ideas about who God is yes. and how he operates? Because we, we want to draw closer to the truth about who he is because the truth is is better than even your your conjectures and your ideas of who he is. Ultimately, it's just, I I think it gives way to trust that we're really trusting that there's someone greater that really has all this under control. And I am excited about this because I think we're getting to the core things of what God wants to transform within us is to be changed at the core level because he lives because he is because he sits above the earth on a throne high above (laughs) and that he he is in control and so that's what all this comes down to we're getting closer and closer to things like fear and things like trust and things like letting go yes yeah that's so good yeah i i absolutely think that accepting our situation accepting our fears accepting them doesn't mean we're agreeing with them but it basically just means we're accepting the situation or our current belief system for the way that it is in order to then say okay now what now where do we go with this i read this quote i'm just going to read it real quick It, it was really good basically talking about accepting and this the opposite of acceptance and that pushback of not fully accepting your situation, and your current narrative. So he said, with a little reflection, you might see that resistance to unpleasant circumstances is a form of insanity. In essence, through your resistance or saying no to this experience, you are refusing to concede that something which is already happening has happened. Mm. That approach to the difficulties in your life creates a lot of extra suffering. Yes. But it's understandable that our first response to pain would be to push it away. It's how we're wired, right? Who wants to have painful problems to deal with? However, the truth is that it's not possible to push something away that's already there. 
The push is the resistance that sets up a fight with reality that cannot be won. And I loved that. Wow, that's good. Isn't that so good? But that last thing, like we're pushing against a fight with reality and it can't be won. So, so much of our anxiety and constant pushing, pushing, resisting, we're trying to fight with reality. No, this is happening. No, this is what your situation is. No, this is it. Okay, now what? Now what? Let's stop pushing. Let's accept it. And then we can go from there. Man, yes. I was talking to somebody this week and they were telling me about a situation and a relationship in their life. Some of the things she was saying, it's like this other woman was naming things that were just so bizarre as if they were normalized, as if they were her reality and talking about them as if in some way they're almost spiritual. So this can get way out there for for any of us or any people that we love is that we can get farther and farther away from what's true and foundational and good and beautiful about God and about ourselves. The more that we ourselves are changing in these ways that are real and true and good, not only are we going to be that change agent to our own souls, obviously completely inviting God in, who is the one who brings the miraculous kinds of transformations that we all need. But not only is that going to be happening, but I'm telling you, you will bring a level of wisdom and stability and love in a way that is higher, a higher love to yourself and your marriage and your children and your community. Because I think then this is where God has called us to be leaders in this world so that we really do have insight and understanding about what wisdom is and we're not closing our eyes and just yeah. following each other as we fall off the cliff. Right, right. You know, it, it was, we've been blindfolded and we're just tied together and we're just saying, oh, soon I'm going to be even higher and higher, but we're going to fall right off of a cliff. The more that we take these things seriously, it's not necessarily the funnest things to think about, but really are very important to God that we would begin to face them and find new ways compared to what we're doing. Because obviously we've all concurred that what we've been doing as a whole doesn't seem to be going in the right direction. Yes. But we bless you. We bless you in this because this is good news coming into this beautiful fall. Yes. These ideas are going to be beautiful. We're going to love doing this together with you. And we just bless you and say, yeah, begin to consider these things. And I hope your fall week is beautiful wherever you are. And we're so glad you joined us. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website. But for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.